Hello and welcome back to episode four. I don't know why I'm putting four fingers up. If you listen to this, you can't see my fingers, but we're on episode four of the Personal Trainer Portal podcast. We're going to be talking about today, neglecting your own fitness and training. We all do it in the grinding years, as we like to say (laughs) here at the Personal Trainer Portal, (laughs) aka the first year or two of your PT business. But I think neglecting your own training isn't ideal as we're going to touch on a little bit more. And I'd say the first point is you're probably spending too much time PTing. So you're spending too much time with your clients, which means you've got no time to train yourself. So I don't know if you want to elaborate on this one, Pete. Yeah, so um, I was definitely guilty of this uh, massively because like that first, like we've touched upon it, the grinding years, that, that probably crept into the first few years for me and I definitely didn't get my act together um, for a while on that and I think I started with a good intention on my own and fit my own fitness but like the busier I got when I started hitting 40 plus clients a week the last thing I wanted to do was train in the gym because it it was the same gym as our PT then so You've just literally, you're in that environment all day, every day. Um, you feel like if even if you've got an hour spare, you just want to go and chill and get your mind out of the gym. And then if you did train, quite often people would neglect or not even think about the fact that you're training and that you're not there to maybe yeah. help them. Um, and they would just see you as a PT and just say, oh, mate, could you just show me this? And then... Before you know it, you've shown them something for five, 10 minutes and it's cut into your session and you were maybe quite low in motivation. You just think, oh, sod this and sack it off. I think the amount of times, like, I mean, I still get it to this day, you know, after six years of PT. Um, and just to quickly remind you, Pete, it was uh, Thursday was our PT anniversary, 15th of July. Really? Yeah. Well, why didn't you say? I mean, I, <laughs> I remember it flowers. <laughs> I know it was six years was our first uh, when we first officially. Obviously, we were doing bits before, but like officially, when the the gym in Gosforth opened was fifteenth of July, twenty fifteen. I mean, I feel we should have marked that. I know, I know obviously I like these COVID have. times of. Sort I know of it's hard to have a beer, that. isn't it? When I'm here in Newcastle and you're in Tenerife, but I mean virtual beers. Virtual works. beers, but anyway, getting back to it spending too much time PT and I think in like I said I'm still guilty to this day but in the early years when you're really trying to build your business you're trying to pick up the clients I think setting aside two hours I remember I used to always just set aside one hour so say if I had a client at clients 10 till 12 and then I had another client wanted to be booked in for the afternoon I'd put them in for one so I'd only have an hour but that is not long enough so if you've only got one hour in your time slot, that means you need to finish your, your previous client, your 11 or 12 client, and then you've got to get change, do some warming up. You know, you're probably going to have a little bit of chatter with the people in the staff room bantering on, and then you're going to start your session. But then you've got to finish and then set up for your next client and get changed and all that. So an hour session isn't an hour. It's like 35 minutes, 40 minutes if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And... I think that all changed for me when I sort of moved to the to the uh, private gym because yeah. it was a com- 
completely different sort of environment, but you've got to make time. Um, and an hour is definitely not long enough. No, um, definitely not. Definitely not. And I think coming on to the, the practice and what you preach, because we'll always tell our clients, I know for a fact you listen to this, Will, as well. You'll say to your clients, I want you to train four times a week and you'll run through their diary. You know, they might have a nine or five job and then you'll pick apart times they can train outside of PT sessions as well, or even just setting aside times for PT sessions. Um, and you're great at telling them how to do it. But then when it comes to your own training, and again, Pete just touched on his is, you know, definitely been affected in the past. And I know mine has exactly the same as well. You're telling your clients to do one thing, but then you're not doing it yourself. Yeah, um, I think it, it's sort of priorities, isn't it? Because your main priority at the start is clients, training clients, getting them results to help you get more clients. So you almost put yourself further down the list. So that's why you neglect yourself and that's why you overlook yourself. So it's trying to tell people and help people realise that if you move yourself back up the list near the top, how that could actually benefit your clients. I yeah. think that's the point we're trying to get across here today, really. Yeah. And I think as well, as as we said before, is also having a goal to help be relatable to your clients. And yeah. if you listen to some of the other podcasts, I don't mention it very often. Drum roll. Drum roll. Drum roll. But I am an Iron Man. So I did do an Ironman triathlon a few weeks in (laughs) just two weeks ago today, actually. Um, And the reason I bring this up for no other reason, obviously, that, you know, I I am an Ironman is the fact that the training. That's the only reason you did it, guys. (laughs) The fact. To say that. The thing is, when you're training for one, though, there's so much time required out of your weekly schedule to put into training, especially the last three months. Like, it, it's crazy. If you don't have good time management and you don't have a goal, then you're probably not going to follow through with it. So when I first started the training program in uh, beginning of the year, so yeah, January, January, February, March, you know, I told my client, they all knew I was going to be doing it and they almost followed well, along, the, you know, <laughs> oh, I told them, <laughs> you best believe I told them. Or more than you know, I'll probably tell them more than once. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that. And um I think them coming along with the journey with me, every session they'd be asking about it, and you know, I'd be telling them also being transparent saying that some sessions were really hard and that I couldn't be bothered to do them sometimes that I really wanted to just, you know, not do the the cold run at six AM in February when it's minus two outside. But just telling them that I did do it. And, you know, you always get that, oh, how do you make yourself do that? And it's like being relatable to them and telling them that you struggle as well with motivation. Because I think sometimes we put ourselves and our clients put us on a pedestal. So they think, oh, he can always do it because he's in a gym and he's a personal trainer. I can't do it because I'm not him. I'm not a PT. But really, if we tell them that we struggle with motivation from time to time as well, then it just helps um, be relatable to them. Yeah, definitely. I, I think from my experience, clients almost think you're almost like weird and a different breed and yeah. that you were just born with more motivation or you don't have the same worries or 
problems or obstacles as they do or you know when you get low in motivation whatever it is you know or tired we all suffer from it it's just how we maybe we've learned how to maybe deal with that and general population haven't and that's probably why they've come to us because they've not got to where they want to be with their fitness or nutrition goals so it's getting that across that we are the same and but we've maybe just ahead of them in what we know and how we deal with it yeah so i think if you get across to your clients that you have a specific goal for your training for and obviously it's good as I, as I touched on with the Ironman, it's good for you to have a goal, but it's also good for them to know that you've got a goal as well as them. I know there's yeah. a lot of back and forth here, but if they know for me, I'm training for Ironman, or for example, um, if you were wanting to lose, I don't know, half a stone, or you're wanting to um, gain X amount of muscle, or you just want it to be lean, whatever the goal is, even if they don't have the same, the client doesn't have the same goal as you, just showing that you have something to work towards gives them a little bit of motivation because they you know you're showing that it can be done no matter what yeah uh, it shows them you're dedicated to it as well exactly um you know. but also you need to be relatable saying that you should want motivation as well exactly exactly um definitely because definitely. I, I think if you don't do that like i could have easily just said to my clients oh yeah did my 6 a.m run this morning did my two hours on the bike this afternoon and then i'm going to do a gym session tomorrow oh i love it and don't get me wrong, I did enjoy it to some extent, but there was a lot of times, especially in the winter, or even just in the last six six weeks before mm-hmm. the actual event, where it got really tough because we had really long cycles, where I, I just couldn't be bothered to do it. I didn't want to do it. And I had sessions where I didn't perform very well either. So I think getting that across that no matter how fit you are, because I don't know if you had this, Pete, and I'm pretty sure that you, know, you as the listener know this as well about your client. It's like some sessions they'll turn up, even if they're the clients who are always quite upbeat and happy and they'll have a bit of, you know, they've had a bit of a rough day and then they're doing the session yeah. and they think, oh, I'm just so out of breath. I swear I wasn't this. Uh, I feel like I'm getting unfit. Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I've just had a phone call now. Um, and I think just getting across to them that you feel that as well. Yeah, definitely. So you turn up to the session sometimes and don't perform well and can't be bothered. Yeah. Because, I mean, no one's 100% all the time. We all have days where you maybe not slept as well. You're just low in energy. Um, so it's it's just getting to back to the same point. It's being relatable and it's showing that, you know, you're not perfect as a PT. You know, no one's perfect. So it's, get, it's just getting that across. Yeah. And I think another one we want to touch on is, you want to relate to a client as well by knowing what, for example, being in a deficit feels like. Because 90% of people, especially if you're within your first year, the grinding years of being a personal trainer, most people who are going to come to you, unless you've really niched down already, which we've talked about this before in other podcasts, we don't suggest you niche down too much in your grinding years because um, you want to almost just work with anyone and everyone, but that's a that's a different topic. You want to relate to a client to know what it feels like to be in a, a calorie deficit or be in a diet on just some type of um, you know goal where you're losing fat and you're being restricted on your calories. Because that's the hard. It, it's easy for us to tell them what to do, but if you've never been on a long stint of being in a deficit, then you're never going to truly know how they feel. Yeah, because I mean, diet and 
um, you know, the further you get into a diet, that's when it really hits home because it becomes more of a struggle when you have those days where you're not feeling hundred percent, it's even harder. And if you haven't done it, it's hard for you to turn around and say to your client, just, just get it done. You know, yeah. if you can say to them, look, I know, I know what you've been, you're going through or what you've, you've been through. I found similar, a similar experience when I was maybe four or five weeks into a diet or further into a diet. This is what I did. I found this helped me. I found this didn't help me, whatever it is. Then they think, right, well, you know, this worked for Pete or this worked for Lewis. This didn't work for them. I could maybe try that. And it just, it just gives some, some guidance and, I think, let's be honest, When whenever you get, if you've been in a deficit for anything over like eight weeks, it does start yeah. to get quite difficult. I don't care who you are. You know, yeah. the cravings will come in, you'll get a little bit hungry, you'll feel a little bit low on energy. Obviously, if you haven't gone on a ridiculously um, a ridiculously aggressive deficit. Yeah. And But if you haven't done that, it's hard to relate to the client. So I think just when your diet, eh, sorry, when your client is feeling a little bit sorry for themselves, they're struggling a little bit within the session or with the nutrition, you know, they've turned up the session and said, oh, I haven't lost uh, a pound or two. I'm the same weight. And I feel like um, I'm struggling with cravings. You can just almost say to them, look, I've been through it as well. Or you might be going through it right now and just almost get across to them that you're not someone who can just do it easily. It's hard for you as well. And almost just see if there are things you can change with them. Yeah, I think the more practical knowledge and experience you have of a diet and situation, the better, because you can read a textbook about it, but unless you're doing it and have done it, you know, daft things like having jelly, like that that can be really good because you can have a lot of jelly, low-cal jelly. Certainly, yeah. And it, it fills you up. And that can be just enough to get you out of a hole when you're feeling really bad, you're in a, 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 a tough deficit, a big deficit, um, and you just need some food in you. Now, if you can tell someone maybe, look, just make yourself some jelly, have that, and that saves them from going out and having a takeaway or um, a bit of cake or whatever it is and, and blowing the sort of deficit in the diet, that is going to be so much better yeah. for your client and in your results. Yeah. And I think getting back to the, the main topic of the podcast of neglecting your own fitness, it all ties in with not just your training, but your nutrition as well. So like <laughs> we spoke about this on what podcast was it? It was either what not to do with the PTs. That was episode two. So that was a few weeks ago. Now on the, on the podcast, we talk about classic scenarios of personal <laughs> trainers doing things that you shouldn't do and touching on that you know neglecting your own fitness and nutrition if you're <laughs> shown to, to come in the gym with you know quote-unquote I, I hate using the phrase bad food but sort of crisps chocolate sweets cork and stuff like that and because you're you know too busy focusing on your client sessions but you're not looking after your, your own nutrition your clients are going to notice that and it's not going to look good. Yeah, because, I mean, how can you get someone to diet and, and follow what you're doing if you're just, you know, living at YOLO, not training really, or 
eating what you want. If you're posting on social media, it's out for cocktails and big dinners. And then the next day you're saying, well, why have you not followed your diet? Or why have you gone out for dinner? You've got to have that buy-in from yeah. them. Yes, I think you've got to... I think, obviously, you don't want to talk about yourself too much in personal training sessions, yeah. but I think just every now and then, touching on with your clients that you've got a training goal and this is what you have done to, you know, progress to that goal uh-huh. and and tell them how your nutrition has gone. So, again, you don't need to ramble on about it, but just say, look, oh, I struggled on the weekend too, but this is what I did um, to counteract that and this is how I'm still on track. So... Just to jump in there, Lewis, like one of my clients at the minute, um, they basically, I was, I'm trying to get them to track and obviously weigh out their food, it, like even if it's a short-term method. But the, the funny, obviously, they find the idea of tracking food and weighing food is like a lot of clients do when you first sort of mention it to them, if they're not familiar, is, oh, what a chore. Like, what that's a hassle. Ages. Can't bother with that. What a hassle. Um, and it's, it's sort of, I got across the point, you know, that I do that even now, you know, I don't maybe religiously track on my fitness pal, but I know how much chicken breast I need to get my per meal hit of protein. Yeah. So the, the, I got that point, you know, I was trying to get that point across and then I was training them the other day and they sort of said, uh, I was actually talking to you, to my partner. I was like, all right. And uh, I actually said to my partner, I said, do you know Pete that trains me? Yeah. He actually weighs his chicken every day. <laughs> and the best bit was, I think they actually think I'm a psychopath because I weigh my chicken daily, you yeah. know. But it, it was, the point was that she actually went, you know, like I've seen how consistent you are, like, whether it's weighing chicken or me putting a gym selfie on when I've trained, like seeing you consistently doing it has made her think, well, if Pete can do it, then surely I can. Yeah. So it's, it's just that relatable relatability. Yeah, I agree. And I think just going back to what I was saying, it's just every now and then just throw in on your sessions, how your experience has been or is currently going and throw in the parts where you found it hard as well because that's going to you know be a lot more relatable to them not just the good parts it's the bad parts exactly yeah and i think that massively helps but getting back on to the the broad topic just to summarize neglecting your own fitness we've all done it when you're first starting out make sure you set aside two hours within your day to train so your training doesn't go off on track. You want to make sure that you're staying on top of your game with your training. You're going to feel a lot better. We, I don't need to tell you the benefits of training. You know yourself being a personal trainer. Um, but your nutrition as well and just making sure that you every now and then you're telling your clients how your journey's going so you're relatable. Is there anything more you want to say about that? Um, no, I, th- I think you've covered that. The, the only topic I am going to bring up is that... Um, I've actually set up a helpline. So if anyone has been affected by Lewis mentioning he has been on Iron Man, I've actually got a few few of your clients that have jumped on the helpline already. Um, People are yeah, definitely guys. getting sick of me and Jimmy talking about it in the gym. <laughs> so if anyone has listened to these podcasts and feel like they're struggling, I'll be putting a link up for a helpline <laughs> where you can chat 
and just discuss, you know, how you're feeling about Lewis. Constantly I, I, telling you, I feel like he you know, Iron Man. You know when you know people, you know, the stereotype of CrossFitters or vegans. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to offend you if you're if you're listening to this. And you're a CrossFitter <laughs> or a vegan. I don't care. But there's the stereotype that if you're a CrossFitter or a vegan, you can't go like a few hours without telling someone. It's sort yeah. of like the same yeah. thing being an Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> that, what, um, is it? So what, what were you saying? You want me to talk about the Iron Man? No, please. <laughs> um, I'm going to ring this outline now, um, and I'm the founder. Um, oh, but yeah, like I just can't believe how much you mention it. Well, I'm an Iron Man. Do you not know? Like if if I had a pound for every time, I'd literally I'd be in Barbados. And the thing is, you haven't been speaking to Jimmy yet. Oh. Don't. I don't think I could work with you guys still. It'd just be like, I man this, I man that. And that's why I think some of the other lads in like Sean and that were getting a little bit ticked off. Because the thing is, the clients ask us about it all the time. So we end up just talking about it loads. Mm. So yeah, it's not our fault, in other words, it's a client. Yeah. Anyway, so to summarise that. put the number in anyway. <laughs> to summarise that, um, we've also just been talking about exactly um, who we're wanting to help. Uh, in the personal trainer portal community. So if you're listening to this and you are a beginner gym floor personal trainer who wants to understand key topics which weren't taught at your PT school, then I suggest for now you go over to our Instagram where we're going to, you know, sort of summarize these topics, what we're going to have on the podcast and include a lot of other things. And in the future, we are going to have a few other options like um, a PT roadmap and potentially down the line and um, maybe some type of course or something like that. But for now, go follow us on Instagram. Is there anything you want to add, Pete? Yeah, I just want to say we're, we're basically just trying to take that stress and anxiety away for new new PTs. You know, maybe you're just starting out, you're in your first year. We just want to make it as easy as possible and take that stress away and get you busy. That yeah. is really what it's about. Yeah. Reduce the stress and anxiety and navigate your way to a full diary. Thank you. See you on the next episode.